If you're looking for the Sports Spectacular, congratulations. You found us. Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy. We're the Illini guys. Stepping away from our keyboards to give a voice to local sports each week here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. It's Illinois at Purdue on the college football weekend here. The Illini, 10-point underdogs entering the weekend. Um, guys, I want to play a couple of clips from uh, head coach Brett Bielema. The first is about his exchange with quarterback Brandon Peters after the Maryland game. The second talking about how injuries has slowed down the team's progress here in their first year in this system. Let's play those, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Well, like I said, listen, my friend, like, this is the first game that we went through together, right, um, that you've played more than the first uh, couple series of a game, so it's the first end of end of half, it's the first end of game, it's the first red area series you've ever been with us, it's the first short yardage series you've ever been with us uh, as coaches, so uh, unfortunately it's in game four. People forget that it's his first time going through it. Um, so there was a lot of learning moments for him, a lot of teaching moments, a lot of things he did well, some things he's going to definitely improve upon, some things as coaches we can put him in a better position. Um, so there was there was a lot of really good learning, just as, just as much as it was in that first game for uh, uh, Nebraska with Art, um, just as much as he learned from the UTSA game, uh, just as much as everybody learned from the Virginia game. Um, unfortunately, in, in the way the games are played out, a lot of times you have to learn through um, adversity, um, and, and that's exactly what I know BP is going to do. Um, he had two, two of his best running backs get knocked out, uh, which also were probably our two best protectors. Um, uh, you know, we had a, a, a situation in the offensive line where we we're starting with Jarosati for the first time all year, and then also Julian Pearl, who had been playing pretty well for us, a guard, was knocked out of the game. So, I mean, there was little things going all around him that weren't easy that magnified really the, the bigger issue of just being able to perform to win. It, you know, in offense, you have three-point players, right, guys that touch the ball potentially on every play, your center, uh, your quarterback, and, and, and potentially your running back on a running play, right? So um, we've had our three top tailbacks be out of a game or out of a, out of, out of a game, both in preparation as well as in the game. So... Unfortunately, uh, Mike um, uh, Chase has been out of two games, that he was, and he didn't even participate in the third one. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, uh, after Josh, he, you could see the – I couldn't wait to give the ball back to him, but we couldn't get him back in there, right? He wasn't in the stadium. So, um, and to get Kramer back, so, yes, I get what you're saying, the, the, but we are driven a lot off of what we do in practice and the players that we got to play with. And, and uh, when we get healthier and get more consistently with those players practicing, that's when we'll make big steps. Yeah, the injury bug seems to have hit both teams. Purdue's going to go into this game with Bell and the concussion protocol with injured running back. Um, so there's that, that excuse, and I'm not saying that Coach is using it as an excuse, but that excuse for Illini fans is off the table. It, both these teams come in with the, the dinks and bang-ups that you're going to have in a football season. Now it's about the guys who are on the field. Are they going to be able to execute better than the other team? And can they do it for 60 minutes, not just 55? I think with the injury bug, the one thing that hurts a team like Illinois is the fact that they don't have the depth to withstand it at many positions. I, I think probably a running back, maybe they do. I mean, they've done pretty well going to a guy like Reggie Love, who I think is a good runner, but it, it's there's still a reason the other guys are the, your first, second, and third options, and uh, they're very thin in a lot of positions. I, I want to go to the Brandon Peters stuff. It, it's very interesting. I, I Brandon Peters gets a lot of um, a negative press from people or from fans. They and, you know, I, I really don't see how you don't think, though, 
that he's probably the best option to win the games. I, I'm not saying he's perfect. I don't even think necessarily that he's necessarily good, but I don't know that there's anybody else obviously there or they would use them and they don't feel like there's anybody else that's there and they see practice every day. Um, and we've seen what Sitkowski brings go. So that's kind of my opinion. I, I think he probably gets a bad rap sometimes he is undeserved. Well, and I'm, I'm with that too. And one thing that I, I know I mentioned you guys in passing here uh, in the past few days. Uh, and again, I'm not trying, I'm don't, I'm not trying to make excuses, nothing like that, but I know in talking to quarterbacks that, when you when you get a new coaching system in, and even just a new offensive coordinator with a new scheme, you have to then learn that as well. And one thing that Brett said this week, he talked about this was the first game they had all the way through with everything. You know, it's their first first time in the red zone, their first two minute drill, their first all those things with him. And so there were things that he still learned here that Art Sikowski learned in week one and two. So, so Brad, I think I think there's something to that. I'm with you. I, I don't I don't think he's the guy to take you to the next level. But I think with what you have right now, he's your best option. I would agree with that. Yeah, and, and you know, Peyton Manning even brought that up on his coverage of Monday Night Football, that when you switch systems, there are times that you're just happy that you called the play with the right terminology. And he said sometimes you're even literally when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, you've been so caught up in the terminology of what it, you know, is – this year versus last year, that there were times that he walked up right behind the, the, the center, and that was the first time he really thought about what he was going to do on the play because he was so focused on other things. And that certainly can't be if, – if that affects Peyton Manning, then it certainly affects Brandon Peters. Omaha. Omaha. Isn't that what you just said? Just say Omaha. I don't know what to say, so I just throw out Omaha. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think Peters – you know, it's a new system. I think he's what they say he's been in college. I mean, he's been in college six years, not quite as long as Jalen Coleman lands, but close. So he's been in college for six years and he's had five, I think, different offense coordinators or something, some crazy number like that. That's that's hard. Uh, and so, you know, even if he even as a smart guy, I think it's difficult sometimes to pick it up quickly and you revert back to maybe things that you did before that maybe you just kind of got ingrained with, got in your system. And so you revert back to those things and, or maybe you, you know, you're not comfortable making the read, the, the read that you want to make in that situation, sitting in the press box. I will say that, you know, from where I was sitting, you could see some openings that he missed. Um, and I think uh, Tony Peterson and Brett Bielema talked about that with Peters, that he missed a few uh, opportunities uh, for plays down the field. And um, so, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you know, if he's your best guy, you got to go with him. You hope that the other guys can play well around him to allow him to manage the game. Um, but I don't I, I, just doesn't have enough playmakers to make plays around him right now. Yeah. And, and you'll tell from the eye on the Illini that just came out on Wednesday night, um, Matt talked about the effect of having a different offensive coordinator every year on a few quarterbacks that he's covered in the past. And it was a big deal. Yeah, there's no question. And I think that, that, you know, like we talked about again, will he learn from that another week in the system of the week to look at film and will he make those, those corrections, just as you talked about uh, coming up here against, uh, against Purdue, that's kind of the next thing. Uh, for him so well as we step aside right now here again it's illinois purdue much more to come on that a quick break but more to come as we break down this matchup the illini and the boilermakers up next kedrick prince and his recruiting roundup he has been a busy busy man we'll find out what he knows 
next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Shannon, our new social media manager, doing some fantastic work for us. Hey, you guys ready to saddle up? Guess who's riding into town? Clearing out the tumbleweeds. Time for kids. Recruiting roundup. Lasso sound effect. There we go. IlliniGuys.com, director of recruiting. Kedrick Prince is here. Hey, good evening, fellas. Thanks for having me again. Glad to be here. Howdy, partner. How are you doing? Ken <laughs> <laughs> uh, joins us. And Ken, you've got some great info on some of these uh, recruits who visited last weekend. Uh, first of all, we'll, let's talk about a top 50 small forward from Michigan who played with the Mean Streets team out of Chicago, Ty Rogers, who completed his official visit last weekend. I heard the visit went really, really well. I know he is a high priority for the University of Illinois. He's a tough, tough kid. He's a great defender, on-ball defender. Uh, he's a great rebounder, scores well in traffic. He's put together really, really big. He's a big kid. Um, most kids come out of high school, you know, they have to put on weight. This kid looks physically ready, and, you know, he looks Big Ten ready, I guess, if you will. Um, he's a big priority for the University of Illinois. I know there's some other wings out there that they're looking at. Ken Whitmore is one guy that they're looking at as well. But, you know, if they can land Ty, if they can land Ty Rogers, that will be a big asset for them. Um, I know uh, I, after, the, after his official visit to the University of Illinois, the coaches went out last week again to see him. Yeah, as I understand it, they've seen him four times this fall off campus, plus his official visit. So they're definitely putting in the time on Ty Rogers. Um, another kid that was on campus, I talked a little bit about him last hour, was a top 30 point guard in the class of 2023. Um, he is uh, from Joliet originally and plays at La Lumiere over in Indiana a prep school. But he is a uh, you know a kid that you have a good relationship. I know you talk to his dad a lot, and that's Jeremy Fears. Well, I, I really like Jeremy Fears as a player, and, you know, I do have a great conversation with his dad. One of the things that I learned, you know, um, in the last few days is uh, something a lot of Illinois fans may not know, a lot of college basketball fans may not know. Uh, when the Illinois coaches recruit a basketball player, 
they talk about what they like about them, but they break down game film with them and things that they want to see them improve on. And I think that's really, really unique. I, I've never heard that from them before. So I guess what I mean is, you know, they looked at Jeremy Fierce's game and said, hey, this is what you're good at. And this is how we think you can become better. And this is how if you came to Illinois, this is how, you know, we see you fitting in our program, doing things that we like to do within our offense and our framework. I think that was very, very impressive to the Fierce family. Um, last weekend. So uh, the Fierce family, obviously, uh, there, there's more than just Jeremy, though. There's a, another younger brother who drew uh, an Illinois offer earlier this week following his visit uh, with Jeremy, and that's Jeremiah Fierce, who's a 2025 point guard. Now, he's still at Joliet, Joliet West. Um, Kedrick, what are your thoughts on him? Well, I remember this summer, um, I went to Chicago to watch Jeremy play, and I'm sitting there with all these coaches and they were talking about Jeremy. And then a couple guys, actually Nick Irvin um, was a guy um, from Akron Fire, mentioned his younger brother. He said, have you seen his younger, have you, have you seen his younger brother? At the time I had not seen him play. And then I, you know, saw some video footage and talking to dad. He was just, his comment to me was at this age, at the same age, Jeremiah is better than Jeremy. He's just a really, really unique point guard. And then he also told me that, Coach Underwood and Jeff Alexander went to see him play as an eighth grader. So the offer that he received, I'm not surprised by. I know um, early this week, Missouri came in to see him play as a freshman. So this kid's going to probably get about 10 to 15 offers in the next two weeks or so. And there are other kids, and I'll throw out another one. We've got a little bit of time left. Uh, that was on campus this past weekend. Got to watch the workout. It was a local Champagne kid, 2023 guard, 6'5", 6'6", wing by the name of Ty Pence. Um, and, and, you know, he played for a, a mid-pro academy out in the summer and had a good summer. Um, Ken, what do, you, what do you know about Ty? You know, talking to him in the last couple of weeks, you know, sometimes I, I get a good feeling for him that he's really, really excited about Illinois. And then sometimes you don't get a lot out of him. But I think what he's waiting on is he's going to kind of see what the other, what Illinois is going to do with the wing position. Because keep in mind, they're loaded at the wing position right now with three freshmen who are on campus right now. And obviously, you know, we, we talked about Whitmore, we talked about Rogers. So there's going to be, a, there's going to be a back jam log at that position. So I think he's kind of waiting on that. But as far as the player's concerned, I know Illinois is really intrigued with him. Coach Alexander loves his game. And it'd be nice to have a local product to be on campus again, um, kind of like a Rebonte Rice was. And he's good enough to be out there. This isn't just a, a scholarship that they're giving away, but he's had a great summer. And I think, the potential with him, Sky's limited. He's a good shooter. I think people talk about him, you know, his defense and him wanting to needing to improve that. And I think that's a focal point of his game where he's going to be trying to work on for this season. Obviously, lots of good stuff there again, Kedrick. Uh, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me, guys. We we'll look forward to it next week. Awesome. Great stuff, guys. Hey, you know, uh, one note, Ayo Desumu is a top nominee for the AAU Sullivan Award. That's an honor given to the most outstanding athlete each year. The Illini All-American won a 38 on the list, and there is some really stiff competition there. But you have a vote. Go to aausullivan.org to cast your ballot for Io, and you can do that once every 24 hours. Voting ends on Monday, so you have time to get in a few votes for Io and boost him up. Uh, he's enjoyed a banner year, as you know. USA Today, National Player of the Year, Everyone's All-America list, first-team All-Big Ten, NBA draft pick with the Bulls, 
So let's see if we can add um, one more to IO's list. It's the AAU Sullivan Award. Again, that website, aausullivan.org, and vote for IO DeSumo. Do it once, do it often. All right, still to come, we'll hear more from Coach Bielema as we get ready for Illinois at Purdue. This is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, right back here with you. Larry Smith, Mike Hagley, Brad Sturdy, Patrick Quinn working the board for us, always doing a fantastic job. And I uh, want to kind of talk a little bit more about uh, that last bit before the break. Kedrick Prince joining us, talking recruiting. And uh, Brad, something you mentioned in the commercial break just now about in terms of um, you know, one thing that, that, that these guys, the coaches finally could do is get out and, and see these players. And that because of the COVID last year, um, everything was done virtually. It's kind of back to normal in some ways, right? Yeah, no question. These guys are out on the road now, uh, spending a ton of time in airports and flying here, flying there, driving, you know, a couple hours after they land. Uh, you know, it, it's really amazing. I know that some of the only coaches, they've been out in Arizona. They've been out on the East Coast in, in Baltimore this past week. And even I think the craziest day that I've heard, though, was probably Brad Underwood. Um, it was uh, he had an official visit on a Sunday morning. And so he had breakfast with the kid who was there on an official visit. He leaves that. He flies to speak in Ohio. Then he flies back to speak in Bloomington. And then he fly, flew to Chicago from there and was part of the Mike Small, uh, the gala up in uh, Chicago for Mike Small last Sunday. So you're talking about he just, that was one day. He did all those things in one day. Um, I'm, I'm not sure maybe he'd ready to go back to a Zoom call to do all this stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, and, and who knows, maybe he's trying to get some sort of Speakers Bureau uh, NIL money. He'll, he'll, be the per, he'll be the perfect guy for that. I do think the other thing that's really neat about Illini recruiting is now they can kind of look at teams and, and players who are open and maybe parachute in a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of where he's building this, this image of this team is pretty impressive. And when you say parachuting, do you mean like guys they've never seen and he sneaks up on them or what do you mean? Well, I think I think they're getting to that point where, you know, they can do that. I'm not saying that's a strategy that anybody wants to employ, but um, Illinois has got that national reputation now that I think we may be able to parachute in on some guys and, 
maybe change an opinion because of what they have done on the basketball court. You know, uh, with that, and and I want to direct this to you, Brad, because, uh, you know, a lot of guys, uh, we are so blessed to have two guys who um, I, I don't know if there's anybody who has um, the, the trust of the staff uh, the way you guys do, uh, you and Kedrick Prince. But I, I want to talk about, tell us about how recruiting has changed for Brad Underwood and, and his assistants, of course, his assistants have changed now from what they were last year. We know about that. But compared to when he first took over this program and was trying to sell a vision, well, now that sales pitch has changed because it's no longer just a vision. Um, I mean, he's got the proof uh, to show for it. Yeah, it's, I think it's easier, obviously. You know, you're coming off a of one seed. You've got a team that's a top 10 team coming into this year. So now it's easier to sell, hey, we can do this and we're, we're going to be successful. But I think when he came in, it was it was more hope, and you were trying to find guys that maybe fit a culture, uh, fit a style. And now, you know, you can be a little more selective. I think when they're recruiting, they don't have to just take anybody. Back then, they were. I mean, you look at their first couple recruiting classes; they were taking what they could get to fill the roster. And a lot of these guys didn't stick around because maybe they didn't fit that culture. And so now they're now they're looking for guys they know who they can get and they can be selective they can pick two or three guys in a recruiting class and say this guy fits what we want to do so um you know this is the kind of guy we want and i i think the best example of that is the kid from uh, is who officially visited last week it was ty rogers um who was from michigan uh played for mean streets and he's an everyday guy and underwood loves to tout the everyday guy and he really fit and after they saw him play they're like this is the kind of guy we want in our program. And it's one thing when you've got the boss on the road too, and you're say a Frazier, you're like, I, I got to step my game up. Right. <laughs> no question. No question. It's something too along that you mentioned everyday guys. That was my next question that I thought about, you know, it was guys like um, Trent Frazier and Georgie who formed this everyday guys mentality. Um Isles off to the NBA. This may be Kofi's last year. So kind of the, the two big stars of the early Underwood era um, about to move on. But it seems that that culture is entrenched. And we've talked about in football changing a culture. That culture has already been changed. And, and, and safe to say that that's here now with the guys coming in. You mentioned Brandon Podzemski getting uh, understanding in the summer okay, I've got, to, I've got to step up and work at this. I'm a great player, but, but to be at this level, I've got to be much, much better. To your point, um, these guys already now understand that, and, and that, that culture is already here. Yeah, I, I, and I think you know one guy you didn't mention that uh, was Demonte Williams, and he's a big part of that too. But Trent and Demonte now being fifth-year seniors, those are guys that just they, – they are everyday guys. They bring it every day. They show how hard you have to work. And then it – trickles down to the next class and the next class and the next class and then you keep it stays that way and you're able to keep that and also it's part of it's recruiting the right guys but once you have your culture in place now it's much easier to put this team together and you get these kids when you don't have to coach effort boy it's a lot easier to coach yeah and i think i think the other key that people don't really consider is when underwood was hiring he was able to bring the culture with an entirely different assistant coaching staff. And the bottom line is, is when you brought Chester Frazier in, that was the perfect guy to cement what he needed in this iteration of his staff. And I know people, like I said, they, they really follow recruiting. I kind of follow who the coaches hire. 
probably even more so because those guys are going to be around for four or five years. And Underwood has really proven now two times that he can put together a staff that's very good. Yeah, it's yeah, a culture too, right, Brad? Yeah, no question. And I think it's impressive when you think about that means people want your assistant coaches. Kentucky wanted your two assistant coaches. Gonzaga, who just, you know, was yep. the top, you know, runner up, they wanted one of your assistant coaches. So that tells you that these guys are like, hey, this guy's hiring the right guys. So now I think they've hired guys here with Jeff Alexander and Chester Frazier. They're probably going to stick around until they get a head coaching gig because they're Illinois guys. Um, you know, Chester played here. Jeff grew up in Illinois and Lincoln. And so um, I think those are the kind of things you do. And Tim Anderson be the Chicago guy. I think he's the same way. I think these are guys who are going to be here for a while and, and can really contribute to the keeping this culture alive. And, and, and one final point on that, you know, keep in mind, and Brad, you've mentioned this before, here on the Sports Spectacular, and we've talked about at the top of the show, Brad Underwood getting the, the big contract uh, six years, more than $25 million. Here's a guy who doesn't get one-and-done players um, and, and you know, may not get the assistance everyone wanted at the start, and yet, just as you said, top programs want your assistance. Um, the one-and-done players go elsewhere, so the other thing's not ideal. Brad put together a staff. They got a number-one seed has got the recruiting train going like there's no tomorrow, and yet he just reloaded. I mean, I, I, I think what you've got to sit back for a moment and take and really appreciate what Brad Underwood has done here, to your point, and he's just beginning to scratch the surface. Yeah, especially even when you take a look at – there's a reason when I told – you know, when we talk about all the coaches wanting to fist bump Coach Underwood, well, they saw what he's built, and they're hoping that, you know – and that was that was before Tim Anderson had been announced. I'm sure there was a lot of coaches who they fist bumped Coach Underwood, and they were had their fingers crossed that they could be maybe the next guy at some point in time. Good point. Well said. Well, we'll leave it there uh, for right now. But always great stuff again on the recruiting. Uh, it's fun to talk about again after uh, having a period of time when maybe we uh, didn't get a chance to do that quite as much. Hey, up next we'll hear from Coach Bielema as the line I prepare to take on Purdue. This is the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. It's the Illini at the Boilermakers this weekend as we continue here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, this series tied 45 wins each with six ties. So the winner gets bragging rights for years. They're the leading the series. Uh, you know, we've been watching Brett Bielema slowly bring in players that he first identified after taking the Illinois job and now beginning to get more playing time. Coach addressed that uh, this week. Here's what he said, and we'll discuss afterwards. It's never easy to win in this conference, right? Like, I don't care if, you, you know, you, you're you going to see through the history of time, like, um, uh, you know, there are going to be teams that are ranked high, high, high and haven't lost a game, struggle with teams that haven't won a game, right? And, and that's just the beauty of conference play, home or away. Um, I think the margin for error for us in the infancy of this of this coaching staff with this players group is very, very short, very, very small, however you want to say it. Like, but the good side is there's a lot of things trending in the right direction. Um, you know, obviously uh, it starts with players and coaches. I'm very excited about the staff we have, but the players we brought in. You know, I I, I kind of just after every game, I write down notes, right? So. Because we had an extra day, right? I sat in here Saturday for a long time, watched the game several times, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, and uh, before I, I made everybody kind of get out of here, like I, I sat there Saturday and I looked back and I read my Sunday notes. And 
you know, in that Sunday note after the Nebraska game, you know, probably our defensive MVP was CJ, right? And it was a guy that was my first transfer, right? And one of the sub notes out of offense was a guy that we needed to get involved that didn't get involved in that first game was Josh McCray, who was my first signee, right? Like, there's there's a lot of things. In the second game, we brought in um, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, who, uh, in in my opinion, is going to continue to just continue to get better uh, from a defensive point of view. Uh, this week, we'll play Kanena uh, uh, because he's just continued to be very impressive during uh, um, during fall camp and during drills. He's very athletic. He can run. He can strike. He can hit. And everybody was excited on a Josh McCray play, but when I decided that I was going to play Kanena this week was his reaction on that play. Like he did five bounds and a jumping jack and, a, and, a, and I swear he did a backflip. Um, and it was just this emotion on the sideline. And you can't, you can't coach that. That's real. That's something that's that's just part of his personality. Well, I think the the biggest thing that you look at is you can read between the lines. You can see, hey guys, this is a a, a marathon, not a sprint. Stick with me is what Bielam is basically saying. I'm going to get my guys here. Don't worry. It's one of those things. I remember when Ron Zook was hired, and so it was early on in his tenure, and I was actually went out to uh, uh, had some wings with Dan Dish, who was one of uh, Zook's uh, assistant coaches, and Dish said. You got to first thing you're going to do, we're going to lose big early and then we're going to lose small and then we're going to win small and then we're going to win big. And it was kind of this transition, but it takes time to build the program to where you want it to be. And Bielema has got some of his guys now, but you're going to see more and more of his guys and his players in this program. And you can see that with some of these young guys. They've been pretty impressive. So it's going to take some time, but you just got to kind of see those stair steps as you go go through this process. And I like the way his players have demonstrated on the field that Coach B's eye for talent is still very sharp because you can see the effectiveness that they have on the field. And if he hadn't got McCray here, you know, if he hadn't done those type of things, where would we be at without a couple of those talented players? So I, I was I was encouraged by what I've seen from from his ability to recruit, and I'm looking forward to a full class uh, of guys that he's looked at and approved, if you want to use the word. Well, look at McCray though too. He's a guy who came in as a linebacker everywhere else, and he shifted him to running back, and he's molded him into one of his guys. He has an eye for talent. Obviously, look at Isaiah Williams. It's an originally quarterback. Says, "Hey, I think you can be a wide receiver." He gets the ball to Williams, and the kid is a a difference maker. Isaiah Williams is 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 when he's on the field, plays are made. Well, and that's just it. Is that you know this is a team really we've talked before, and and with all due respect to everyone on the team, you don't have a lot of guys. You don't have a lot of playmakers who who, no. who go out and and actually get you two or three yards anytime they want, or five or ten yards or whatever. He's trying to identify athletes who can do that within the constraints of what he has to work with right now. Great articles on IlliniGuys.com from Matt Stevens, our football writer and analyst, to that point exactly as Patrick was talking about, uh, the recruitment of Josh McCray, uh, somebody that that high school coach knew Bielema and what he wanted when he was at, at Wisconsin and says, you've got to take a look at this kid. He comes in. The same with the linebacker. He's going to make the trip, and he's actually uh, in West Lafayette on the travel team. Uh, the uh, Odaluga, the same thing. He's one of these guys that um, that Bielema identified as his type of player. And so, Brad, as, as you mentioned, um, it takes that time to change a culture and also get players into your system, into, onto your roster, 
that can operate and can execute your system. Yeah, and we, we saw that. You know, we've talked about it before. It took Brad Underwood three years to get to a, where he wanted to be and four years to get where he really wanted to be. And so it's going to take Brett Bielema at the same time. And the one thing I do like about his recruits, he's recruited guys that can come in and play, and I love – the offensive line recruits are very talented. Um, the biggest concern I have moving forward is the same concern I think we all have is getting enough, getting a quarterback and getting enough playmakers on the outside. So we'll see what happens there. So pro-style quarterback and corn-fed offensive linemen, we're, we're set, right, Brad? I'm okay with those guys as long as they're accurate. If they're, you got an accurate passer back there, I mean, I love guys that can scramble, don't get me wrong, but – if you got a guy who can hit guys in stride, strength, and, and can and can make those accurate and good reads, you can be really good in this offense. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I have a concern with is I, I'd like to see a few more defensive linemen uh, jump on board. But I'm there's a lot of time left in the recruit, you know, to recruit. Uh, but I do think that if I was Coach B, anytime I'm talking to particularly offensive linemen and running backs. I just unravel that list of guys that are in the NFL after playing for me. And I don't care if Illinois is maybe in a down period. There aren't a lot of coaches who can go toe for toe with him in putting those two positions into paychecks on Sunday. I think especially too, you look at, there's going to be, they can bring in now all these guys in the transfer portal. So recruiting's a little bit different. You can actually get guys and, and, Honestly, it's easier to recruit if to your system if they're juniors. They say, "Hey, here's what I see. I know what you've done." There, it's not the bells and whistles. It's actual. It's the meat and potatoes now when it comes to recruiting. And and you look at what he's brought in. Clearly, his. I mean, you you know where his focus is because I mean, look at the offensive lineman. To your point, that he's already signed or already has commit commitments for in the class of 2022. Yeah, and what did Coach Peterson say in his conference, you know, on Monday? He talked about we need to stay on blocks for just another second. Yeah. And, and you know, Coach B's getting the guys who will stay on blocks for another second and maybe kill somebody while they're doing it. <laughs> exactly. We, we don't uh, condone violence, though, on this show. I just want to be clear there. But we do on the football field, folks. Yes, there you <laughs> go. Okay. There okay. you go. Great stuff. Hey, guys, stay with us. We'll check in with uh, on our Eye on the Illini series up next and hear from Illini legend Kenny Battle. You're tuned in to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Leave me alone. When a child shares hurtful comments online, 
That's bullying. Visit erasebullying.ca to learn how to help your child stand up to cyberbullying. The Illini guys, sports spectacular continues. Illinois at Purdue this weekend. More on the game coming up before the top of the hour. Uh, one of our podcast series is I on the Illini, and one of our special guests on that show has been Kitty Battle, one of the greats of those powerful late 80s flying Illini teams that had such great success and reached the 1989 Final Four. I talked with Kitty and asked him if he saw any comparisons between his coach, the legendary Hall of Famer Lou Henson, and Brad Underwood. And here's what he had to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. They both have that fight in them, you know, that resilience. And they both want both of their, their teams to succeed. And they're not going to allow you to shortcut anything, you know, whether it's practice or game, you know. And um, Coach Henson would get on you. And uh, Coach Underwood is a, a lot more vocal. And, you know, uh, you know he, he doesn't care. You know, Coach Henson didn't cuss. And I know Coach Underwood used every cuss word in the dictionary. Uh so, you know, that similarity is there. And, you know, that number one ultimate thing is they both want the team to win and be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to Coach? Uh, what's the last time you talked to, to Coach before he, before he passed? Uh, probably, I want to say almost a, a month and a half before. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I would always call and check on him. Uh, and if he wasn't available to talk, I would talk to uh, Miss Henson. And she was, she would tell me, I'll let coach know you called, you know, he would want to talk to you and this here and that. But the thing about coach Henson, even during this time, I remember at the 30 year reunion, uh, he wasn't even supposed to attend because of health reasons. And uh, we had an event out at the country club and uh, he made sure he was there. And then um, he wasn't supposed to come to the game the following day. Uh, well, actually, he was just supposed to make an appearance and leave. And uh, as he come in and get to his seat, I come down and I talk to him and he gave me a hug. And uh, and he was like, uh, Kenny, this is a great moment uh, for Illinois basketball. And I said, well, coach, I know you're not going to be here. I just want to say hi, you know, tell you that I love you and the guys all uh, are glad to see you. And he was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't I don't care what my doctor said. He said. I can't miss this moment because I don't know when there might be another moment like this that I'll be able to attend. Yeah. And he's, and he stayed the whole, the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even a- afterwards we had an uh, after event and um, you know, he came for a minute, uh, uh, waved, said, said a couple of things and then he left. But that moment he was so happy to see all of his guys, his coaching staff, his uh, office people, the fans, you know, and, um, just to know that they appreciate everything that he have done for the University of Illinois. Having been near uh, both guys when they were hosting practice, I would have to agree with uh, some of Kenny's <laughs> observations there. But uh, but I will I, I tell you what, it was so much fun watching Kenny battle play back in the day. Nobody gave more effort. Um, he was six a six four and a half power forward who could just you know jump out of the gym. It's just energy. He's just energy personified on the basketball floor. Yeah, and if you were ever lucky enough to be over at the IMPE building, he could do literally 45 minutes to an hour of all-star highlight reel dunks. I have no idea how a human being has that many leaps in their legs, but um, he seemed to have boundless energy, and uh, you know, he was just a guy that everybody loved. 
Like, I, I still have that boundless energy to jump. It's just the landing that really gives me a hard time now. It's just, it's really hard on the joints. So, yeah, and I, only and get, I only get about three or four inches off the ground. So, you know, it, it's, you know, but it's still that landing that's tough. As I told my football coach when he tried to get me to go out for track because I would be a better football player, uh, I told him, I said, Coach, what's the first thing you do when you finish a race? And he looked at me and he said, You stop running. And I go, coach, if I never start, there's no objective. And that was pretty much the story of my life. He, by the way, did not think that was very clever. I thought it was a great line. He did yeah. not like that at all. You, you definitely didn't have as much energy as Kenny Battle. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, you definitely didn't have that much energy. I don't think the two of us together had half the energy of Kenny Battle. No, I don't think so. That's all right. I don't think so. Oh my! Well, uh, Kenny Battle again was on uh, I and the Illini. You can hear that entire podcast. Uh, you can find that on the IlliniGuys.com website or anywhere that you find podcasts. A quick break and more on the upcoming game, the Illini at Purdue. It's next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com you have a lot to look forward to growing your family opening your own business retiring to travel leaving your legacy Busey bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make, like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again. Please. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Glad you're still with us here. It's a big sports weekend overall. Hey, let's uh, step out of uh, the Illinois Purdue game for just a moment. How about Chicago? Notre Dame, number 12 in the country, and Wisconsin. 
Uh, Brad, pretty good matchup. Yeah, I think it's a fun matchup. I mean, the Irish have uh, you know done what they've needed to do in some games, but haven't always been pretty doing it. Wisconsin lost a tough one to Penn State, but I think Wisconsin's pretty good. So this should be a fun game. I think it's interesting to see how this how they how they play. I, if Wisconsin plays their game and control the tempo and and do their thing, they can make it really hard on uh, on Notre Dame here. And you know, the game being played, of course, in Chicago is a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and a matchup between two programs that we haven't seen in probably my lifetime makes it attractive. And I always root for Notre Dame. They're my, my most hated team in any sport. So on Wisconsin. <laughs> well, first time you'll say that. <laughs> and what if you're cone for Wisconsin or for Notre Dame playing against your former teammates at Wisconsin? He said that it was going to be just a little weird because he still keeps in touch with those linemen, those wide receivers uh, that he, when he was at Wisconsin, it's going to be fairly odd to see him up there. Well, they might want to keep, they might want to keep in touch with him too. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned how long it's been, Mike, the first, uh, first meeting since era Parsegian's first game. That's 1964. That's a long time ago. That's even, that's back. That's older than, well, no, it's not older than you, but almost as old as you. No, it is. And it is actually older than me. (laughs) I think, uh, I think that was right about the time my parents were getting married. Holy cow. You just, Brad Brad was teeing that up with another eight. (laughs) How about Brian Kelly uh, with a win uh, becomes the Irish's all time uh, winningest coach, even over Rockney. Um, that's pretty wow. pretty crazy. Hey, shifting gears to baseball, it is um, you know end of September now. How about the St. Louis Cardinals coming out of nowhere? Cardinals, the longest win streaks streak since 2011. What happened um, in 2011, Brad? I think I think they won the World Series. If I yeah. I could be wrong, but I think they did. Yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. I, you know, and I know so many people had stopped kind of watching it because they were kind of grinding there. It wasn't a lot of fun, but I, I just got to say. Adam Wainwright is like my hero because anybody he's old and he still is fantastic. So that just makes me think that maybe I need to get back out there again next summer and start throwing again. I think let's pass on that. But I I will tell you, uh, one of my buddies was telling me earlier in the summer that the Cardinals had turned him off. That was it for major league baseball. And now, of course, I get texts from him about how great the Cardinals are doing. So anybody listening in central Illinois, if you know a guy by the name of BJ Newmister, you go tell him that he's a bandwagon hopper and tell him to get off the Cardinals bandwagon because he shouldn't be there anymore. Well, they did make reference during one of the broadcasts this week against the Brewers that, hey, if you haven't seen us for almost a week and a half, welcome back. So BJ (laughs) got a welcome back earlier this week. Was directed directed at him. Uh, not just the Illini guy. Sports Spectacular throws uh, throws out this stuff. It's directly from the Cardinal broadcast. Now I have to say, guys, I am not a Cardinals fan. I am a Chicago Cubs fan. But I can appreciate. How, appreciate how are they doing, Patrick? How, how are the Cubs doing? Uh, they're the zombie Cubs. Ever since the trade <laughs> deadline, does anybody even know who's on the Cubs <laughs> anymore? I'm a Cub right now. <laughs> Frank the Tank Schwindel. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they have the same guys in those jerseys every night because nobody would notice if they change. Exactly. Well, they do have uh, wisdom who has the rookie record for home runs. So okay. hey, now the former that Cardinal sh- that Chicago team isn't doing great, but there's another Chicago team that's doing okay. Uh, the, the White Sox are doing all right. You know, oh. their manager's almost as old as Mike. 
yeah. Yeah. They're, they're manager. And he used to typical, you know, he used to deal with the Cardinals. So maybe that rubbed off and now he's yeah. becoming really successful again. Wouldn't that be poetic justice? The Cardinals versus the White Sox in the World Series. I mean, this is a fan base that didn't want Tony, right? Yeah, I think I think both teams have a long way to go before we get there. <laughs> I could be wrong. A lot of hurdles. Yes. How about Marusa though? A rookie, and uh, let's just face it, the guy just wins. I mean, that's all he does. Um, hey, Illinois at Purdue. Uh, we've got about uh, two minutes left here, guys. Let's get your keys of the game, Brad. Let's start with you. Well, I think the biggest thing is Illinois has got to find a way to slow down their Purdue attack. Um, uh, Purdue's not 100%, so maybe they can maybe they're able to do that with guys like David Bell being banged up. But and I think Illinois has got to control the tempo. They got to be able to run the ball. They can't just run the ball up the gut. They've got to use some misdirection. They've got to get the ball to their playmakers on the outside. But they've got to control the tempo and and make sure that they are in have time possession, grind a little bit on that Purdue defense, and maybe put up some points. And they need to score in the first quarter just once, just so mm. we can say they did. Please. Yeah, I, I see them as needing really badly what Peterson said. They need to hold blocks for another second, get a little bit more in the you know yardage on run plays, get a little bit more time for Peters in the in the pocket. Additionally, the running backs, aside from McCray, they need to to you know take one more hit before they go down. There was a lot of first hit tackles on the Illinois running backs last week. And then uh, harping on what Brad said, you know, you've got to get your best players the ball more often. I think if they do those three things, um, it'll be a competitive game and maybe they'll pull out the victory. So the only way, in my opinion, Illinois wins this game on Saturday is if they control things early, both offensively and defensively. Like if Purdue makes a mistake, take advantage of it and please score, please score in the first quarter and, that's the only way. I don't think Illinois can win on Saturday, but I think the only way they win is if they control things early, as Brad was saying. Well, good stuff. Very good stuff. Guys, we will leave it there. Hard to believe that another show is in the books. Fair to say this is the fastest two hours anywhere, I think. I mean, absolutely. It goes by so fast. Seems like it takes about two hours. It, it really does. <laughs> Many thanks to Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. Always uh, great to have him. Uh, longtime friend and great friend of the show. Scott Ritchie of the Champagne News Gazette. Be sure to check him out. Matt and Garrett, who dared to ask their Brad last hour, and to all of you for stopping in. Be sure to check out IlliniGuys.com for complete coverage after the game. For everyone at IlliniGuys.com, thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here at the same time next week. Go Illini! I-L-L. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.